The views and opinions of the host are those of the host and not of the companies they are affiliated with. No inside information is known, and if there is, it will not be revealed. Occasional bad language may be used. Hey, 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 welcome. This is the, it's the first episode. Who did it? We've been talking about this for for a while now. It's something we've always wanted to do. Um, this is Theme Park Blueprints. Drew, how you doing? Been good. I was going to say, this is at least six six weeks in the making, if not longer. And um, it's been like longer, six weeks of actual like planning and probably five months before that of like casual planning. Plus, but I mean, we've, we've known each other for years and this yeah. is kind of something we've done for years. All of our road trips. I mean, how many times have we gone to a park and said, hey... Wouldn't it be crazy if they did this? I think they should do this and this. Well, that's what we're going to do now. Yeah. Um, we might as well introduce ourselves. Um, uh-huh. I'm Ryan. Um, I run a little a little corner of the internet called the Theme Park Guides. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a little corner. It's growing slightly. It's, 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 it's a tiny little corner. Um, <laughs> I am Drew. I am uh, one of the trifecta from the In The Loop podcast. The longest running theme park ca- podcast on the internet. Nice. Ten nice. plus years, actually. Did you know that? Ten plus years. That's pretty good. Ten years. Um, and we are going on maybe um, ten plus seconds here. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, In The Loop podcast is on it, 11 years now of the podcast, where the longest gap between episodes was six weeks at most. Nice. Good job. Good job, you guys for 11 years pretty impressive i mean i haven't been along with them for 11 years but it's going on so like uh for anyone who's curious coaster radio was the first theme park podcast they were the original but they took a year and a half break Mm -hmm. and they do take their like couple month break every year as well so i always i always refer to in the loop as the longest running theme park podcast continuously running which um let's let's talk about the show here that we have going on today um, so basically, um, welcome to Theme Park Blueprints. Um, this is a show that we have, me and Drew, have been designing for a couple weeks now. It's also, I mean, we've been doing this, as I said, in our part time, in our, our free time for the past couple of years now. Um, what we basically want to do is, in a regular episode, we want to randomly choose a park from a randomizer selection thing on the internet, and then randomly have to plan out their next few years of that park that we randomly chose. Um, for this first episode, though, we are not going to do a random park. We are going to choose probably the best park in the country, if not the world. Where are we going, Drew? Europa Park? Europa Park. <laughs> Golden Ticket Award winner, Europa Park. No, I think we're going to go to... Let's get to the point. Yeah. Cedar Point, uh, uh, that's a that's a clever one there. Yeah, no, um, uh, I uh, this park, it 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 fits in with you and I together doing this as our first park. Oh, absolutely. We I mean we know this park way too much. I think I spent what seven years working in that park alone. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, you'd worked there for seven years. I worked there for um uh, four years. At one point, Ryan was my boss. I was you. Were, that was your uh, first year there, actually. Yeah, um, we uh, we both were on the Maverick team in two thousand and nine. We have some good stories from that year. That would be a whole another podcast in itself. Yeah, but um, uh, we kind of picked it because it's it's a park where when we say we're talking about Cedar Point, that would get people's attention. 
Uh, people like Cedar Point. They want to talk about it. And we sort of thought it was a it was a good starter podcast for us. I, I definitely, definitely agree with that. Uh, so basically what we want to do with this show is, as I said, we want to plan out there uh, next couple years. We want to, um, if you had listened to the last episode of In the Loop, Drew basically said we're going to make a podcast and what are we going to have them put in their park that's going to get him to go there? And I figured that's going to be the best way to do it. What What does the park need to build to really get us to make that trip, to set aside that time mm-hmm to that that plane ticket or that you know rental car or whatever to get out to your park to go to your park yeah no um exactly and then the other thing along that is everything has to be what we would say is pretty realistic to the idea um yeah we we don't want to say like right off the bat like oh 500 foot roller coaster 600 miles per hour you know all of that stuff we want to be on the realistic side something that you know we're not going to say if we get the great escape that they need to put in a B&M Giga. Um, mm-hmm. Something more realistic to their, you know, their area, their clientele, what, you know, what kind of kind of budget they do, stuff like that. Yeah, no, complete, completely agree. And that's sort of the, uh, the plan on hand. So basically, um, we're also thinking we're not obviously not going to do it in this show because it's the first show that we have done. Um, but before we get into our randomly chosen park, we want to do um, listener feedback and listener ideas. So after this episode, if you want to go ahead and write to us, uh, we'll leave our email address at, towards the end of the show. You can always um, send us feedback of what you know, what you thought of our ideas. If you think they're garbage, let us know. I mean, we want to know if, the, if, if we suck at this or why not. If you think our ideas are great, let us know as well. Also, if you have any ideas, so give us like your 60 second pitch. You know, if you send us a 60 second pitch or of, of the next five, you know, three, four, five years, uh, we'll read it on the air. We'll talk about, you know, last week's episode and we'll go from there as well. Yeah, no, uh, interactive listener feedback. Always a good idea. And uh, you might have an idea of a park that we know nothing about and it would be a, a fun one to talk about. Exactly. Um, and something we are looking forward to somewhere down the line are guest hosts. Um, we might eventually, you know, have a third host on here. You know, someone from the community might be on here. Um, our friends from, you know, that we know from the industry. We'll see if we can't bring them on, but it's always going to be the two of us. But we're looking at possibly bringing in a third just for, you know, the occasional show because it could be fun to have another another opinion on here. Mm hmm. And, you know, Alpy the dog, she might want to come on every once in a while. And to be honest, I've got my two cats, so. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's get into it. Let's let's get to the point. Uh, all right. So uh, Cedar Point has um, uh, pretty much been expanding very recently. A lot of uh, expansions on the regular, the, which has been. The we, the we Met days have really helped, I think really kind of kickstart their new expansion since like the you know the early 90s early to mid 90s and then the early aughts mm-hmm. yeah no I, I totally agree i feel like prior to that uh the paramount parks trying to get them up to the cedar fair speed sort of took away the budget of all of the uh cedar point big additions and you saw that huge gap going from maverick to gatekeeper you built a water ride that you took out and uh not a whole lot else. Oh, I mean, yeah, that was, I mean, it was always a, every other year, almost a big, you know, big new ride to, 
you know, they went 2003, 2007, 2012, uh, 2013. I mean, that's a really long gap. Mm-hmm. So just just looking at uh, what they've added over the past couple of years, you know, all the way back to 2012, that's when they put in Windseeker. Um, they, Cedar Fair put a couple of those in throughout a couple of their parks. It's a great little family ride. It's also kind of a thrill ride as well. Um, not really sure which one that was going into. Because um, Cedar Point has typically done a thrill ride one year, family ride the next year. Mm-hmm. Well, 2012, they, they did that Dinosaurs Alive thing as well, I believe. Uh, yes. Yes, they did because they took out Paddle Wheel. Uh-huh. That is true. So they had, I guess they added a little bit of both in that year. Uh-huh. I've got a map up here on my other screen, and I'm kind of scrolling around on a bird's eye view of the park as well. Mm-hmm. So you had your 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 Windseeker, your Dinosaurs Alive, and then 2013 was the big new roller coaster, Gatekeeper. And that also kind of sparked the new Cedar Fair front gate, you know, rehab movement that they are, they have, a, you know, they've used in two of their parks now. Uh-huh. I also think it's interesting that was the, um, uh, the year that, uh, we met officially took over, I think. I mean, he was there in 11, but I think it was fully. Like, I think this was the first time it was his project that got built. It was kind of like uh, when you had the Six Flags parks and the new management took over, but still had to buy all of the build the ridiculous rides that the old Six Flags contracted. I think True. Gatekeeper was his first coaster at Cedar Point that, or first addition to Cedar Point that he start, saw from start to beginning to the end. True, true. Okay, so then in 2014 we saw Pipe Scream and the whole um, redo of the Gemini Midway, which was the terrible blacktop and everything like that i just went back to the park for the first time over memorial day weekend and i have to say that area was beautiful i really like how they how it looks with the lights and they change colors and it was fantastic i wasn't you know sweating to death in that area it is what was needed no it, it looks fantastic it, it took an outdated section of the park and made it look pretty uh, the other, also, it took away a lot of those. They had the two Hampton rides there, which if you don't know what those are, they're the umbrella spinny rides that uh, you press the little mm-hmm. kid presses the button and goes er 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 er. Um, so it took flat rides that uh, we had a whole kitty section of at the front and looked very dated, and made a section that outdated. looked a lot better. It seems like that's something that we met has really putting a lot of time and effort into is rehabbing the old feeling sections of the park mm-hmm. you know speaking of old then the following year in 2015 they redid a lot of breakers i mean they remodeled a ton of breakers inside and out yeah i mean well i don't know if you ever explored breakers before then it really it really kind of needed it uh the breakers very much uh felt outdated it had a lot of rooms that I don't know if you know this, but the the norm for hotels for a long time were you shared a bathroom with several other rooms, mm-hmm. and so that was what a lot of the breakers wings were, where they they didn't have bathrooms in every room, they had bathrooms down the hallway, uh, but when that became something guests weren't going to want to do, that became employee dorms. So a lot of the accommodations and international staff at Cedar Point stayed in the, the pretty rotunda, which were going to have the best views out of all of the. The rooms in the the hotel, but they had the worst plumbing and everything like that. Yeah, 
Also 2015, they switched over Mantis to Rougarou, so they went from stand-up to Floorless, which is the first and only uh, transition from a B&M train to another type of train besides, obviously, Shikra. Yeah, um, big move there. Uh, it, I, I will say, while it improved the ride, it still very much feels like Mantis. It does, but I enjoyed Mantis, so I don't really hate it. I mean, it, I did enjoy having the stand-up, but uh-huh. it does up the capacity. I mean, we walked basically right on, and they were pumping people through. Uh-huh. I, I feel, but I, I, I don't know. I feel like it took a an all-right coaster and improved it slightly, but it, it was never going to be the big coaster in the park. But still a really, really neat, and I feel like sort of budgeted move. It was, it was a way to get a new name for a coaster to make it, you know, get those locals to come back that maybe were thinking of going to a Six Flags or something else because you uh-huh. know, being from Michigan, we always had that choice. We could go to Cedar Point or we could go to a Six Flags, you know, over in Great America. Mm-hmm. And we would usually bounce back and forth, but, you know, hey, they got a new ride at Cedar Point. We're going to go to Cedar Point. Even if we didn't know that it was the old Mantis, we just heard the, you know, the new coaster's Rougarou. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And then finally this year, uh, which you got to do the other day, I, I do did. next week, uh, Val Raven, the new dive coaster was added. Um, I think everybody in the coaster industry was pretty skeptical when they put this in, except for the true hardcore Cedar Point fanboys. They think Cedar Point can do no wrong. Um, but I was worried about it because, you know, I've been on Val Raven. I mean, not, I, well, I have, but I have been on Shikra. I've been on Griffin. I love Griffin. I think it's a fantastic ride, but I didn't really think that it was the time for this, uh, the dive machine coasters. I think that time had kind of passed It kind of. The whole exclusivity with the stand, the dive machines in the U.S. with Bush kind of wore it out. But I was thoroughly improved, impressed with Valraven. The it's super intense. That zero G roll, or as, I guess it's not a full zero G roll, but that zero G that that roll, it's taken so slow and it's it's so nice. Yeah, no, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I I agree. I thought it was an odd move, although. Now that it's open, I feel like it's a less of an odd move, and I feel like we're going to see these throughout um, America now. It seems like Bush's contract on those went away, and I think we'll see more. The thing that I think is weird, though, is we've gone beyond vertical now, so then building a vertical drop doesn't seem like it's the wow moment that it was 10 years ago. But what is what is the tallest beyond vertical? That'd be the one over in, in Fujiku, wouldn't it be? I assume it's Fujiku. Um off the top of my head, I don't know. Anytime a st- uh, an award winner is outside of America, I know very little about it. Um, and they also they they tore up they tore up Challenge Park. Mm-hmm. Challenge Park. I mean, I had a look at it. Uh, we saw who was it? Uh, Kenny's video that he took. Yes. Um, there's it's really torn up and. Um, Takabisha is 141 feet tall. Well, there you go. Thank you, Mr. RCDB. You gotta love RCDB. Um, but yeah, Challenge Park, um, they removed, you know, it's a huge, well, it was grass when I was there. It was dirt when Kenny was there. Um, but the golf, mini golf course gone. Both go-kart track is gone. The, um, you know, the skyscraper is gone. The only thing that's still there is the ripcord and... It was kind of a hike to get back to just the ripcord. I'm curious to see if they're going to 
keep it there, you know, keep it there. Um, if they're going to try to move it elsewhere in the park, maybe make it a little closer and more available for the general public, or if it's going to, you know, incorporate everything that they have planned for it it's right there. What that whole section of the park might become into effect with our planning of the park because we've caught up to modern times, the present time. We've got a couple more years that we have to plan for this place. Yeah. Um, so 2017, so we're going to the next four years. Um, and one thing I, I will say, that they, I figured, I figured 2020 was a good stopping point for it's, it's a nice, well-rounded number. And we I believe really that's also the big, that. the big year for the park. That is the big year for that park. Um, if anyone's curious, that's, that's the 150 Cedar point, 150 years old. Um, you saw everybody celebrate Disneyland's 60th. In fact, it's still going on. It's like an 18-month celebration. That's the 150th year for Cedar Point, so that's a huge milestone. There's that's only mean. three other parks that are older than that. Exactly. And, you know, the fact that they've been running every single year since 1870 is kind of nuts. Mm-hmm. So I think let's go ahead and talk about this. So 2016, we got a family, we got a, uh, a modern thrill coaster, mega thrill coaster. I don't think we need another thrill, thrill coaster for 2017. No, but I will tell you that, uh, sort of across the, uh, the pavers there, um, further down from the resort gate is this water park that, that really hasn't had a whole lot of love. That, that is true. I mean, it did the most love it got in probably the past, like, 10 15 years was a fresh coat of paint and the dragster h2o which was a terrible name for it should have been it should have been resort. called waterhawk waterhawk splash waterhawk. hawk slide hawk slide hawk something like that um and so that was the 2012 water slide i think i want to say 2012 was that year also yeah i think so um we did not have that in our outline but no, I mean, well, we didn't really think about it. But I, I feel like you're going to see water slides in 2017. Um, I, I, th- I think you're right there. And I also have a bold prediction on this one. I think we're going to see... Is this the same? Is this the same bold prediction? It is the same bold prediction that I think we're going to see the end of Wildwater Kingdom this year. And those slides are going to get relocated over there. I could definitely see the, the big slide tower, the one that Six Flags put in there. I could see that pulled over. That would look probably really good right on the north end of the Magnum Lift Hill, right next to uh, Ripcord there. Uh-huh. I could also see the funnel being pulled over as well. Yes. I mean, uh, maybe, I mean, do they have really, I mean, they've got other slides, but they're also dated as well. But I just feel like, I, I, I don't know. I doubt Geauga Lake makes a whole lot of money. Um. I mean, get I, I get it obviously made enough or some that it, it stays open, but I don't know. At some point, I feel like they're going to take that and Geauga Lake, those slides, too, to the other water parks. I mean, they they haven't really put money into it since their initial we're closing Geauga Lake, enhancing the water park phase, and they never even finished phase two fully because they never ended up getting the, the adult swim-up bar and all of that stuff. They just kind of stopped and I think they've just been coasting along probably staying about even yeah I've never been uh never was some, never was something I, I was interested in going to I'm not really a water park guy so I, I gotta say there's very little things Cedar Point could put in that would actually make me hop on the plane and head over there 
but I really feel like the water park is uh, is in dire need of something. And um, correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't they this year, if you're staying at one of the resorts, don't you get a Soak City ticket? Uh, you know, I looked into staying at the resort, but they're they're so expensive. Or So expensive is a relative term. I live in Orlando, Florida, where a night at the All-Star Music is like $300. Um, so they are pretty expensive. But I will say that I believe as long as you go before July 1st, I think the resorts get into Soak get into Soak City. I mean, and that's a, that's a smart move. I think they need to either do something like that, maybe make it a season-wide thing, or if, if you buy two tickets or, you know, a two-day pass to, you know, to Cedar Point, or if you have a, an, a platinum pass and you're staying at a resort, well, the platinum pass is good in anyway, um, then you, know, you have that, that extra free day, you know, try to keep them there for that extra day. Because, I mean... We initially went down to Cedar Point just last week for the Memorial Day weekend, and we went on Friday. We were planning on just doing one day, but we couldn't do the whole park in one day, so we ended up going back on Sunday as well. But it's a, a two-day park. Even no. for people that have been there for many times and know how to work that park, it's a two-day park. Yeah, you know, see, the the thing is, if you want to include your special events and you want to ride everything, you're you're not going to be able to do it. And that was something that I, I've really realized, is for the past couple of years, I've only done a one-day trip up there. And this time I definitely pushed it to two days because I just, I, 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 I always feel like there's something I want to do. Like one year I didn't do gatekeeper and Raptor because I just didn't have time. And I was like, yeah, I've been on them before. And like another year I skipped Gemini and a couple of the rides. So like, it's, I don't know. It's, it's big enough to where you, you know, if you go to a smaller park, say you go to, I mean, it's still a big park. Say you go to Six Flags New England. If you don't get on their SLC, you're not kicking yourself about it. You know, if you're not, if you don't get on their Thunderbolt, you're not kicking yourself about it. But at Cedar Point, there are so many rides that you need to ride whenever you go. You need to ride that Gemini. You need to ride the Raptor and Gatekeeper. I mean, you and I both have the same feeling about Millennium Force, but you know what? You still got to ride it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that does thing. I definitely would ride that every time. I would also say. You compared it to Six Flags New England. I would almost compare it to, to Kings Island. Like Kings Island, I could go to that park and not feel the need to ride everything there. Um, I've been on the racer. I don't necessarily need to ride the racer again. I don't need to re- ride Firehawk. I don't need to ride some things. But like, I would say if I go to Kings Island, it's just things I have to do: Diamondbacked, Beast, Vortex, and uh, Banshee are the only. See, and I did- I did not ride Vortex when I was there. Oh. Had a bit of a wait. But, so, I think, is that is that our 2017? Or is, do, you, do you feel it's a, I think they need to do a Soak City expansion. I think it's Soak City expansion. Would you agree? I, I agree. Let's get that Soak City expansion up right there where the go-karts were, where the mini golf course is. Let's bring that front gate of Soak City down right underneath the... That little roadway uh-huh. right by Magnum there. Yeah, let's bring it. Let's bring it right on up. I sort um, of picture something sort of like Disneyland, where the two entrances to the parks are kind of like right across a little small pathway from each other, right and, next to each other. Yeah, and right there, not the the casual walk around the subway and head over this way. I mean that that gate is already weird enough for the resorts and the campground and like that. Um, if we can kind of make a specialized path that goes still to right there to where the guests can still get in, but they don't need that run up to it. And I think having 
you know, more water park is really going to enhance that. And you're probably going to get a lot more locals that are going to go, you know, let's go to the water park. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to get those families from out of town. They're going to go, you know what? Let's do a couple days. Let's do let's make it a three day weekend. Let's do two days of the park. Let's do that one water park day. Like, you know, maybe put that water park in the middle, you mm-hmm. know, do a day water park and then the other day. Um, since I was a kid, every single year, well, not every single year, but many years, Cedar Point was always a trip up there. And there were very few times where we considered going to Soak City. It's exactly. The only time I ever went to Soak City was after I was an employee and it was my day off. Uh huh. I mean, there was never a time because, well, I'm from Muskegon, Michigan. So we had Michigan's Adventure, which that park is a wooden roller coaster and a water park and then some other rides. Mm-hmm. So that's where, that's where we would go to go to a water park. We didn't need to drive all the way down to Sandusky, Ohio to go to Soak City, which had the same type of rides that Michigan's Adventure had. Mm-hmm. So I think we figured out our 2017. Let's, 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 I hate to say this. I know that people are going to hate that we said this and they're going to hate this idea. Let's close Geauga Lake. I, I think it's going. Let's close Geauga Lake. Let's move that, that, at least that large slide complex tower. Let's move the funnel over and let's pop them there. Let's give Soak City an enhancement. Let's put in more of a bathing suit friendly sit down kind of restaurant establishment. Mm-hmm. Um, let's put in maybe another place to enjoy a refreshment or two besides bubble ups. Mm-hmm. Let's make Soak City that destination water park. Yeah. Now bring it into like the kind of water park similar to. I don't know, a wet and wild where you have those slides that wow people. I mean, we're not looking at full-line Schlitterbahn here. I, you know, we don't need to see that water coaster. That can come in later. That can come in a, in the future. Let's bring those big slide towers. They're used. They're not going to cost that much to move over here. And let's really just build up Silk City. Let's, it's the year of the water park. Mm-hmm. Now... Also with 2017, I think we're going to move to 2017 of Hollow Weekends. I think we see Mean Street close. You think we're going to see Mean Street close for just Hollow Weekends, maybe further? I think Mean Street will be announced in 2017 for Hollow Weekends to get in your, your, your last rattle with Mean Street. I like rattle. That's a good word to put for Mean Street there. Uh-huh. So I think that then leads up to 2018, which is the reason why we're closing Mean Streak. Mm-hmm. Are you in agreement with me on that one? I We talked a little bit before the show. I mean, just, just you know, disclaimer here. This is probably our one and only show that we have kind of discussed the park beforehand a little bit. We really After haven't this, gone any further than this, though. No, we literally talked about what we're going to talk here in the second and you know we didn't talk about soak city we didn't talk about anything like that things like that uh, when this show once this show is really fully going and it's not our first episode and we're randomly deciding we don't know what park we're going to get before the episode and i think that's going to add to the fun of it but 2018 let's iron horse bean streak yeah you know it, it, it's the interesting discussion i think I think we're in agreement that Mean Streak is definitely going to be the topic of choice here. It's, I mean, ever since uh, New Texas Giant was even announced, it was always the very next coaster that people that the fanboys wanted was Mean Streak. Yeah, um, Mean Streak is a very pretty looking ride with a very big first drop. 
Beautiful. And it's a very boring layout. It's just meanders around. It's it's it it's an early nineties, late eighties style wooden coaster. You know, a lot of the CCIs did it, the Curtis and Summers did it, where they just moved around quickly and did some turns. There was you know, it wasn't until really the GCI and the you know the gravity groups that added some wow factor to wooden coasters. The CCIs in the you know the nineties were just kind of bland. Some of them. I mean, you, there are some winners. I, as I said earlier, Shivering Timbers is one of my favorite wooden coasters. But at the same time, they took the meandering and just made it go up and down. Exactly. But I grew up with that coaster, so it's kind of a, a yeah. fan coaster for me. But I say, you know, give it the total Iron Horse treatment. Keep that lift. Pro- maybe put it up like another couple feet. I mean, they don't really need to change the height because it, you know, when it opened, it was the tallest wooden coaster in the world at what, 161 feet? I was going to say it's 161 feet tall, uh, which makes it one of the tallest RMC redos. I know it's, I don't think it's as tall as Goliath out in, or, but that's a redo or that's not a redo. And, um, I mean, it could be taller than Texas giant, but the two of those rides look very similar back when they were both wooden roller coasters. I mean, mean streak is the inspiration for, or Texas giant was the inspiration for mean streak. Mm-hmm. So that probably means mean streak is taller. It It is taller. Um, um, so new, this new te- new Texas Giant is 153 feet, and Texas Giant is 143 feet tall. So I guess they so, would bump it up probably a little bit. I would see that, yeah. Um, I, you know, if I think if if this is going to be a complete redo, and they're going to redo Iron Horse, I think we're going to see the first ever beyond vertical drop on an Iron Horse coaster. I I could I could see that. Do you think we'll go inversions on this coaster? Uh, you know, I, I don't see why not. As it's really funny. Prior to Maverick, I felt like Cedar Point wasn't interested in making their coasters go upside down. I mean, they exactly. had they had ten. They, they had, had they had Mantis. What, they had they Raptor. Well, uh, thirteen inversions in that park between Corkscrew, Mantis, and Raptor. And then you look over at Magic Mountain at the same time, and they had thirty plus inversions. Yeah, like it didn't feel like Cedar Point was interested in their rides going upside down. So you know what? Let's do it. Let's go upside down. So I'm 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 thinking this this goes upside down, um, and does a I, the one thing I think Cedar Point will do really well on this that I think Six Flags has been cutting their budget on is I think they will use the entire length of Mean Streaks track and Iron Horse the crap out of it. So you basically feel like Mean Streak is going to get the same treatment that uh, New Texas Giant got because yeah. it almost used its entire length. Yes. So the other ones that really cut them down, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't think up, we're going to see the Iron half. Rattler where we cut the ride in half. Texas or Colossus where we 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 cut the ride in half kind of thing. Yeah, let's 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 do a full full track length. Um they I mean they don't need to follow the same path. I mean, there is a there's plenty of infield there. That's um, the other thing I wanted to to point out. Um what do you think they're going to do with the infield um, with the haunted house in there? Because the, what there's the Eden Musee um, Wax Museum that's in there. Um, there's also a maintenance building in there as well. But I don't know if that maintenance building is still there. It was um, as far back as 2012 as my maps here is that I can see here. Um, but I know most of their maintenance has moved off point over onto Cleveland Road. Mm-hmm. Let's Let's close 
that wax museum. Let's close the haunted house. Do we leave the building? Do we use it as a fly-through a la um, Lightning Run? Or what is it, Lightning Racer? Yeah, no, I, I mean, that's not a not a bad idea. I also, I, I could see as much as I want to see them use the whole layout, I could see them turning that little like butterfly-looking element and the mid-course and pulling that in dramatically and freeing up a lot of space from that infield. Exactly, we could tighten up the whole ride experience and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I say the building is probably going to stay. They, they could either use it as a fly through. They could use it as queue. They could actually put, you know, air conditioning and have indoor queue over there as well. And then cut back a lot of the outdoor queue. Cause mm-hmm. there's that whole block towards the back. They could cut that block completely and use that for part of the ride or low zones or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think we're I think we're onto something with this one. I think we're gonna see, you know, a total RMC Iron Horse. I mean, they did have those stakes that are out and about around the ride right now. Um, Which at first people seem to think that those were not a realistic thing, and then our, our our pals at Screamscape were like, No, there's definitely some sources here saying that this is the real deal. I mean, knowing Tony Clark personally, he does like to just dick around with people. He loves to pull people's legs. That's part of what he does. But, you know, if the rumors are correct and Alan Shilke might have been there, does this get... I think I, I'm i going to go ahead and say 2018. Let's, let's Iron Horse Mean Streak. Um, yeah, I agree. But I also think that this is a longer project than just like the normal turnaround that the recent ones have been doing. Do you remember how long Texas Giant was closed for? I mean, they closed it an entire year and then opened it the following year. Yeah. So So do you think 2018 is something else and then we're going to get this for 2019? No, I was going to say I might push back my in 2017 from Halloween weekends to like midsummer. Let's do, um, what, are we talking Labor Day? Are we talking, you know, just after 4th of July weekend? I think I we're... I could see 4th of July weekend. I, I think 4th of July weekend 2017 will be the closing day of Mean Streak for 2018 to be the new ride. And I think it might not even make opening day. I think you might see a Memorial Day opening on that one. Which, uh, to be honest, the way that the winters are in Sandusky, Ohio, I don't blame them. Um, I mean, we've also... I don't want any launching. I don't want anything, you know... Out of the ordinary like that, we've already seen what Lightning Rod is suffering from. I want to see just a standard lift, and I want to see what their tried and true has done. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, you know, if, you know, Cedar Point or Cedar Fair has typically kind of experimented at their smaller parks before moving it to Cedar Point, you know, a la Accelerator to, you know, Top Load Dragster, just go straight to the point. Straight to Cedar Point, RMC that thing. If it works, then you might be able to look off into your other, you know, parks. But I think Cedar Point needs that RMC. Mm-hmm. And it would give them another one of those non-skippable coasters. Versus back when we were talking about me, uh, Cedar Point being a uh, a two-day park, Mean Streak was definitely on the list of something I would skip. I did. I skipped it both days. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, although... I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, I enjoy Mean Streak. I've been on it so many times, though, that I 
didn't really need to ride it. And one of the times when I went on the Friday, I was there for the Brews Festival, which I think also, while we're talking about it, they need to um, enlarge in their beer festival because that thing was amazing. They need to make it, you know, bring in a couple, another week or two, um, bring in some more vendors. The price is fantastic on that thing. I was, you know, I'm a Platinum Pass holder. It was $20 for the 15 tickets. You get to start an hour early. If you're not a Platinum Pass holder, I think it was like 30 You still get the same on tickets. It's fantastic. Now, do you think there was a benefit to the hour early or you just got drunk faster? Uh, to be honest, I didn't know about the hour early until after I got there at the time that it regularly started. But I didn't kick myself because we had friends that were not pass holders. So they ended up starting at five with us anyway. Uh-huh. Um, I will say it is longer this year than last year. Last year it was four days, two weeks. Yes, and back, this, having it back on the trail, or it's not on the trail. It's right there in Frontier Town, in front of Mean Streak, in front of the saloon, in front of Maverick. It's all right there instead of being in what the pavilion. Mm-hmm. That it is. Nice. Um, and I had honestly planned my trip up to Cedar Point before they announced this, but I'm very excited I'm going to catch it. I'm, I'm hoping they do, and it's every day. It's not just weekends, which I was worried it was going to be just weekends. I think this is the perfect, you know, have that festival, bring people in. If not, you know, you're bringing people from out of town. You're bringing those locals in to try that new beer, to try those things. And beer festivals are huge right now, and I mm-hmm. was incredibly glad that it was going on when I was there. All right, so uh, 2019. Hmm. Okay, so 2019. I'm looking. I'm looking at the map here. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I did notice while riding on Val Raven is that there's still a bit of room back there. Um, between Cedars still standing, Perimeter Road going over there, and the spot that actually the Good Time Theater was standing in, because not much of it is used for Val Raven. There's still a decent amount of room back there. I don't know if that's going to be maybe um, used at that point. It's just something I noticed while I was there. I could, I'm not saying big coaster by any means at this point. I think we should go with something a little smaller. Maybe um, tear down Cedars, reroute Perimeter Road through that parking lot that's right there, and maybe put in a show building for a dark ride. Interesting. So you're going with that uh, amusement dark thing that they've been doing recently and having the the dark ride experience going and to the park. To, to be honest, um, the really the only you know the only other places that really have the room to do a, a dark ride with you know some things around it maybe would be to either take out mine ride, which I don't want them to do. Um, cause that would be them losing a coaster, which they obviously don't really care about the coaster numbers anymore. Or I've always said that pathway that runs from mean streak over to the Gemini bathrooms behind Boneville is a large plot of land. There is the paint shop is back there. That's where they make all the signs and everything like that. That I've heard is moving off point. Um, that is a big section of the park and the only thing that's back there that really needs to stay back there is the the fire trucks Mm -hmm. everything else that is a plot of land that's almost the right there between gemini and mean streak that's almost the size of mean streak you know 
That would not be a spot I would put a dark ride. That's not. That's kind of what I'm thinking for maybe a 2020. But I will tell you where I am putting my dark ride. Where are you putting your dark ride? In the basement floor of the Coliseum. So are we cutting out all of the arcade? Are we cutting out part of that arcade? Arcade's going. Arcade's gone. Which, okay, so now where is the arcade? Because the arcade in Gemini is gone. The arcade back in Frontier Town is gone because that is a new first aid. Um, first aid. So where are we going to have our arcade? Do we need to have an arcade? I think we need that arcade for those rainy days because when it rains in Ohio, it rains in Ohio. Y- you know, but but we are replacing some an indoor attraction with an indoor attraction. Th- that is true. Um, I don't want. I I have other plans for the upstairs of the ballroom, so I don't want the Coliseum, the second floor to be used for that no because the top year top floor of the coliseum is going to become a fest house style dining facility similar to what you have at king's island i i could see that i could also see a place that um keep the art deco style instead of doing fest house do more of like a swing thing you can have like those swing bands come in you know on some weekends and, mm-hmm. and perform there a couple times a day or you know, your company can rent out that and you that's where you have your picnic pavilion is up in the ball house, the ballroom. You know, I like that idea, but I totally going to Carowinds and seeing Harmony Hall, the the Fest House, uh, all of those things. I love the big indoor eatery where it's air conditioned. You have a couple different food options you can pick and you sit down and you have plenty of things and a stage to do that like swing band kind of thing you were looking for. True, true. And Cedar Point does not have that indoor section. No, not at all. I mean, your biggest indoor restaurant is what? Coasters? <laughs> Coasters and... Um, Midway Market. What's, what's the place in the front? So you've got Coasters, Midway Market, you've got uh, Chickies and Pete's. And you've got uh, Johnny Rockets. Johnny Rockets, but Johnny Rockets has outdoor seating. Has a lot of outdoor seating. Yeah. So, yes, okay, so... Here's my here's my um, proposal to you. 2018. Let's go ahead. Bottom floor. At least two-thirds of the bottom floor of the Coliseum. Let's make that a dark well, ride. Well, 2018 is, uh, is our, our mean streak year. So we're on 2019. No, is it? Okay, you have 2019. 2019. Bottom floor, Coliseum. Let's go ahead. Dark ride that thing. Put an interactive dark ride. Do you want to shoot? Do you want to not shoot? You know, I definitely think it's the, the boys from Triotech. We, we, yeah, let's definitely bring in Triotech. So let's go ahead and shoot. Um, I But I also want the uh, the ninja shooting. The, um, the wave your hands thing? Yes. Like the Ninjago over in Legoland? Uh-huh. Okay. So we'll have that. We'll also... Do we do it similar to um, Knott's Berry Farm where it actually is about the story of the park. Yeah, you know, uh, I so I, I have a really cool idea for a plot for this. I don't know if I shared this on In the Loop, but I don't know if you know the whole story of, like, Putin bay mm-hmm. Like, Putin bay is a, an island that has a bunch of bars in it near Cedar Point. But, like, it, it genuinely was, like, part of the War of 1812, and pirates tried to take over, and the whole saying is don't give up the ship and you had a bunch of townspeople that were like if we or whatever if they could if they don't lose the ship then they can save the island and if they save the island they can save the bay 
And that was the whole thing. And it was these people from Putin Bay saved Lake Erie from pirates. And it was a whole like part of something. And I think that could be a great dark ride plot. I mean, it, it, it brings in the, you know, the history and story of the area, um, not necessarily Cedar Point, um, but the island is not that far from Cedar Point. I could definitely see that, you know, you know, with Mr. Commodore Perry and everything like that. I, let's let's make it an enjoyable, um, fun, interactive dark ride to pirates and and it sort of brings back the old pirate ride theme as well exactly it does which was you know just down the midway so let's let's do a full enhancement of the coliseum bottom floor we don't have a name for it i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna try to i'm not marketing i can't come up with a name for this Mm -hmm. um but that that triotech ride with the pirates with putin bay top floor so you know Let's, what I I I don't necessarily know if the ninja shooting thing would make sense. We might need to do guns. I think we might have depends because we're I I assume we're the fighting pirates. It could be. So I don't maybe know. this maybe this is unlike um, Knott's Berry Farm where you're trying to defend Knott's Berry Farm. Maybe we're the ones trying to attack Putin Bay. Maybe mm-hmm. we are the pirates, or maybe this is almost kind of men in black style where we are versus each other mm-hmm. and we have screens behind us as we're going and we're shooting the other screen of the other car that's facing us we have one it is the pirates and one that is the putting bears look at that i think we just did it yeah so i don't know what the, the name of this is going to be i don't like that but i do know there's going to be that split in the queue, and you choose which side you want to go on. We'll do. We doing trackless. We doing a track. You know the trackless things don't seem to work out very well. They they don't. Let's let's do a track. Let's do cars that can articulate and they can not art not full articulation, but they can spin uh-huh. and they'll have they'll have a rumble vibration in the seats. Yes. Okay. Perfect. I think we nailed that one. And then the top floor. Let's go ahead and do that. Uh, fest house style with swing bands you could actually instead of doing swing bands let's do a keep the art deco up there let's do a swing style show mm-hmm. let's go ahead and bring those up there can be some flapper girls in there there can be some guys that have like the fedoras they're playing their music everything like that because it's been a while since we've had you know actual live musicians you know like with winds instruments like your brass and your saxophones mm-hmm. and like that in the point and Let's I mean, the park up. gets new shows every once in a while. They lost the theater with the Good Time Theater, so exactly. So let's bring this show as like the new show to to go see. Um, let's put a food venue up there. There's no reason why we can't have you know it doesn't need to be like a massive food venue. We don't need to have that huge fest house that they do at like um, Bush Gardens or that mm-hmm. they have at you know Kings Island. Let's just put a smaller food venue up there. Let's put a separate um, beer stand. I think that needs to be a separate thing. Uh huh. Um, let's let's make sure it's advertised. It's air conditioned, cold beer. You know, everything like that. Let's get people up there, get them out of the sun, and because if you've never been to Cedar Point, that place is hot. That's a lot of concrete. Mm-hmm. Let's bring them up there. And I think this moves on to uh, the final year, the the big one fifty. 
So, I mean, we, you and I talked about this probably a couple weeks ago. Like, what do we think they're going to do during 150? What they should do? You know, one thing that I thought about was, do they go 150 miles per hour? I mean, we don't really need it. It would be the fastest coaster in the world because what, um, um, the fastest one now, Formula Rosa is 149 some. Mm -hmm. So, 150 would be the fastest coast in the world. It'd be 150. It'd be play on the year. Do we do a 15 inversion roller coaster with the logo being, you know, 15 and then like a vertical loop making a zero? Do we do something like that? Do we bring in the infinity coaster a la Smiler into the park? I mean, wh- what do we do here? You know, I, this has to be the banner year. This has to be the, the wow coaster that gets people off couches from Orlando and, and heads up north to, to it. It has to be their, their, their big wow moment. Um, and also, if you think about it, like Iron Horse Mean Streak is kind of like Rougarooing where you, uh, you didn't build a new ride. It's still marketable. It's still new. It's still different, but you're now talking four years since you built Val Raven. I think the only person that's really going to be sad about RMCing Mean Streak is going to be Henry. Yeah. But he'll learn to love it, though. Uh-huh. But so, so, so I'm thinking this is the big... It's a big marquee kind of coaster. It, 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 There's no doubt it has to be. I mean, for 150th anniversary of one of the oldest operating, you know, continuous operating parks in the country, they have to do something. They and have they admit to break some records. Coasters are in their DNA, so this has to be the big wow. This does. Is this the one that potentially uses the Shoot the Rapids area? The thing about Shoot the Rapids, the station is still standing. You know, I totally forgot about the, the Shoot the, the Rapids area. Um, let do you want to do you want to round this up into 2017? Put a log flume there. You know, I I don't think a water ride's coming there. I the only thing I could see that's going to be in the Shoot the Rapids area before 2020 is Ripcord. Um, while I was there, I noticed that they didn't they didn't take their time removing this ride. They literally plasma torched the supports. And just cut the ride off. The footers are still there. The actual bottom of the supports that's bolted into the ground are still there. It's, they just plasma torched right above it and just cut it off. So maybe this was them just get, getting rid of it so they didn't have it standing there for guests to wonder why it's there, a la, you know, Son of Beast. And maybe they're going to, during the off, next offseason, actually fully, com, you know, completely remove the ride and get rid of it and clear that land up. But yeah, no, I think, I think Ripcord will have probably have gotten moved to this spot at some point. And so I think 2020, we will see the end of Ripcord. And you're okay. right. I think that spot will feature a new attraction, a new roller coaster, but I think they're going two coasters in 2020. Two coasters. Yes. All right. Do explain. Uh, I just think they're going to be stupid and go big. It's going to be like the the 99 in Magic Mountain when they went Deja Vu and X. They also went, they went the Little Goliath, whatever the... Yes. They went that too. So they went three coasters in uh-huh. 99. Um, I think this is going to be the year where Cedar Point... Um, I don't know. Maybe you'll see both 150 
mile an hour and the 15 inversion coaster. I could see that. Or I could see one or the other and then maybe a something kind of crazy that's 150 feet tall. Um, are we seeing both of them as the thrill ride? Do we see one that's maybe more family friendly? I don't it's, know. It's, it's it's tough. I mean, there aren't they, a whole lot of big flat rides that I think Cedar Point needs that they don't have. the The only one that ever I always thought they needed was a top spin, but those are well past their their you know popularity and the giant top spin was a complete failure uh-huh. as there's still a building holding you know the remains of one that's yeah that's no out. and and I think when they added pipe scream that took a flat ride void that they didn't have and they put it in there they've done a really good job adding the max air the skyhawk the wind seeker the pipe scream there's there's nothing that hasn't been really invented that could really go there um except for maybe what's the your your two that come to mind that I could see is the one that went to Wonderland this year. Okay, I could see Cedar Fair going off and buying a bunch of those. I also could see that Trebolin. That's the one I was thinking of. I could see that maybe just popping in one of these years, not being a major addition. Just kind of we've got this ride. It's crazy. Come see it, kind of thing. Um, maybe add that with the with the the Soak City expansion. Maybe add that. I won't. I don't see that with the mean streak, but maybe add that with the um, Triotech Dark Ride. Uh huh. But so 2020, I think I want to say, oh man, oh, I kind of think we'll see a vertical lift hill coaster that reaches speeds of 150 miles an hour and breaks the height record once again so similar to a dragster um similar looking to a dragster but i think you're going to take a lift like rip ride rocket so it's going to have a slow lift yes and then go is but the problem is we still don't know if this is going to happen. The polar coaster here in Orlando, that's going to break the tallest coaster in the world. If. If that does get built. Nothing still happened there yet. But if that gets built, we've got to go, what, 570 plus? Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's weird. I, 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 you know, I, I, I truly don't think they're going height. I, uh, height is out, of the, is out of the question. I don't think that ground there. This is my couch engineering you know degree that i have i don't think that ground is solid enough for something that tall i think it's a little too soft okay then let's eliminate height and i think we can eliminate speed because I think we're, the only thing they could do is if they were to do a formula rosa style and plus i don't know if they're ever going to go with intamin again which intamin has also their new launch coasters are magnetic and they do, they seem to be done with the hydraulics uh huh. And I don't see SNS bringing in over a ring racer because that was a colossal failure, and Nurburgring is actually removing it, are they not? Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about it, but it never opened. It never did. Um. So let's cut out speed. We don't. I don't think we need speed. I don't think we I, have space for speed either. I think 
if you're going 150 mile an hour launch track, you're going to. Looking at Dragster, it's almost like a quarter to a fifth, a fifth to a quarter of the length of the park. I don't think we have that room in that space. Mm -hmm. So let's go upside down. I think the inversion record is probably something we're going to see. And I don't really see anybody touching the inversion record because what is Smiler's record? Isn't it 13, 14? I was going to say, I think it's 14. I think it's two sets of seven. It's 14. So Smiler's 14 inversions, 15 would be just, it would just be the fun play on words. It would be the fun play on logo and everything like that. That's just the one that pops in my mind. 15 being the number inversions. And I really don't see anybody trying to beat that record because the inversion record's never really been something that parks have been actively going for. No, I agree. It's not something parks truly care about. Um, and But I, I think the idea of, man, you were upside down so many fucking times would be a good selling feature. Not I me mean, not saying Park would say that. But if some like teenager was like, man, you're like upside down the whole fucking ride. Like, it's awesome. I, I could totally see it. I, I could see it. Give it, give it a good height. Give it some good thrill moments. Um, still keep capacity up because capacity is a important part of mm-hmm. Cedar Point's, you know, kind of way that they run things. Um, but put in so many inversions. Just have you can put in that launch uh, feature. You know, Gerslauer. Are we are we going with Gerslauer in this? No, I think from the success of Mean Streak, this is T Rex. You think we're going T Rex in this one? Um, do you think that RMC has fine tuned? They've dialed in on their launch. Uh, I I could see that. I could see RMC getting the launch done. Um, I could see this being a wacky new age style of Maverick where you have lift, you have launch. Um, I could even see a Verbolton style drop tra- track in there. Just a wacky, crazy, tome, Just, so many inversions kind of ride. Okay. I could, I could definitely see that. Maybe not... I'm so questionable about the drop, but the yeah, but that was just a lot of fun. It was, it was fun. I could see, you know, crazy lift. Maybe, you know, I'm not. I don't really know how tall we're going with this one, but we have a big lift. We've got a bunch of inversions. We've got one, maybe even two different launch sections that launch into more inversions and do other crazy things. Um, maybe even have that that drop just before the station, maybe. As it comes into like a brake run and you think you're going into the station and it stops and you maybe have a mummy-esque moment where they're like, please remain seated. And then it drops and then goes into the station. Mm-hmm. I could see that. That could be pretty fun. But do you think that'll be all they do for the big 150? I don't know. Do we Do we go more? I mean... I feel like this will be their biggest capital expenditure. This, in, this has got to be their biggest expenditure ever. Mm-hmm. You know, looking at the map here, do we do something bigger? I I don't necessarily think bigger, but I think you have to have something else. Is this? Are we? Do we maybe close 
close the ring of that that one ring of Camper Village and maybe enhance the water park even more, put in the you know, the world's fastest water coaster. Do we Lighthouse Point I think is safe. I don't think that's going anywhere. So is Sandcastle Suites. That's in a nice little point in the end, which uh-huh. I think that, that needs a little more love. I think that needs to be enhanced a bit and advertised more because that's on the very point of the you know, very tip of the point. Now, here's my question. Is there any place that you think beach access would become available? Because I also think for the big 150, I think they could do something big on the beach because that's what brought this this place are you talking ride wise or you know i i don't i don't have an answer to that but i think the beach is going to be featured in the big 150 so um i don't know if we're going to improve the beach if we're going to put the wooden coaster that's on the beach if we're going to add a boardwalk nighttime kind of segment on the beach that's that, going to have that that i think that right there i think that's what it is that between the magnum pathway between Let's breakers make... And Sandcastle Suites, I think you're going to get like this boardwalk-esque thing with like a couple of restaurants and bars that's going to be accessible on that beach, kind of like a, a nightlife area. Who's to say that Cedar Point cannot have their own city walk? I, I don't think anybody is against the idea besides Cedar Point themselves. And I, I, but I, I can tell you from 2009 to now, there was so much more booze in that park than there was. Oh, in, ab- in, absolutely. In 2009, you could get beer at Game Day Grill, Red Garter, and the saloon in the back of the park. I mean, they closed the wood carver and moved him to four cabins and put in the Trail Tavern. It's a place that sells nothing but craft beer and moonshine drinks. It's fantastic. I think I think what we're looking at here is between Sandcastle Suite alongside you know magnum there alongside the back half of soak city up to breakers let's do a a boardwalk style it you know let's have a boardwalk that runs along it let's put a few venues nothing crazy nothing you know off the wall just a few venues let's have a place you know let's have a food stand that serves a couple different types of foods let's have a um, a drink stand that specifically sells nothing but, you know, you know, craft beers, you know, cocktails, you know, let's have something and have it stay open late to mm-hmm. where if you are there and you are staying on point, you can go. Because, uh, yeah, I think as, as the two of us know, Sandusky dies at I, night. I, that part, that city closes. Yeah, I think you need midnight on 10 o'clock closings. And mm-hmm. probably 2 a.m. on midnight closes. Absolutely. Let's let's do that. Let's bring in um, maybe a couple midway games, just a couple, uh, similar mm-hmm. to how the boardwalk is over at um, Disney. And you can rent those Surreys. Exactly. You rent the Surrey bikes or even have the, um, the rickshaw bikes running back and forth. You know, just have, you know, two or three or four um, employees running those things. Just... Let's bring in a nightlife. Let's celebrate the Cedar Point Beach. Let's celebrate the history. Let's let's, let's do that. So we've got we've got the Mega Looper coaster. 
going in. We got the mm-hmm. Mega Looper, and we've got Nightlife Boardwalk. That seems like a banner year. I think that seems like a way to do. And then we've also got, you know, you've what they announced for next year that Breakers Express is enhancing. They're expanding, closing in that closing in the that horseshoe. horseshoe. I I think I think this is it. That's yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, I also at some point in there, I think we're going to see another employee dorm get built, and I think we'll see the end of Cedars. I couldn't tell you what year it is. I just think it's falling apart. And I think they're going to clear that space probably years in advance of what they're going to need it for. I mean, they did open, they did build that other new dorm building next to the 1400 building. Sorry if you never worked at Cedar Point, you don't know what that means. There was a building called the 1400 building. They op- they built a new four-story building right next to that as well. Yeah, but that was to replace golds that got taken out. Mm-hmm. That was the employee dorm building next to the water tower. They also have a new... Um, um, that was, that was the, uh, the, the, they're also been a new water tower now. I think that's interesting. Unrelated to anything. I just think it's interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that has to do, they claim it's for in case a water main breaks again. That's what I've heard, but I could see it being because of the new Soak City expansions. They want to have that extra fresh water available and on hand. Um, cause it doesn't really take up that much room. And you have that extra water for those extra slides because you don't necessarily want to use so uh, the water from Lake Erie or from the Sandusky Bay because you don't want to be swimming in Thunder Canyon water. Mm-hmm. Um, makes sense. And it's it's already built. It's a bit of an eyesore, but I mean anything that's kind of new on there kind of throws you off for a while. Turning around that corner and seeing Valraven and Gatekeeper was shocking at first. Yeah, I'm thinking Val Raven's going to be whoa because Val Raven looks huge. It is. Um, it's big. It's a terrible queue, but it's big. Mm-hmm. So, do we need to go over? I think we named our next four years of expansions at Cedar Point. Do we need to go over them one t- one last time? Yeah, well, re- we'll just repeat them. So we've got uh, the 2017 area is we've got the Soak City expansion. Uh, that is going to be used attractions from the former Geauga Lake water park. Yep. So we got so we got Geauga Lake closing. We got Sook City, in, you know, taking on some of their water slides, and the other water slides might end up going if they're savable, salvageable, moving them to other water parks around the country. Um, no, yeah, worlds of fun. We have two water parks in California. It's you have Michigan's Adventure. You've got Kings uh-huh. Island, Kings Dominion. Carowinds just got their new water park. I mean. You've got you got plenty going on. Um, twenty eighteen Mean Streak um, becomes blank. The new RMC Iron Horse. Do you think they'll do the Six Flags and play on words with Mean Streak and create something? Um, like I, the- I, I could see it. I don't I don't see them going with a completely different name. But then again, Mantis became Rougarou, which has nothing to do with it. No, it wasn't even like another insect it was literally like and it's not it's not even a play on like banshee either it's, no it went it went from insect insect to mythol mythological wolf exactly so to be honest that one's up in the air i would think that would they would play on the words but i think they want to stay away from the six flags um method 
and not because Twisted Twins did not become another Twisted or Twins mm-hmm. type name. I think that's a Six Flags thing. It's almost their brand. I don't think Cedar Fair follows them suit. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Although I think Storm Chaser is a bad example since you went from a Twins coaster to a solo station that a play on the Twins wouldn't really have made sense. But they could have gone like Twisted something. Um, so then 2019, we are, this is the enhancement of the ballroom. Um, and we get the bottom floor is going to become our triotech ride themed to the Putin Bay. I mean, this is, we, I didn't think we were going to go to a theme in this one. Putin Bay. We got pirates. This is actually a. I've dueling. just had this idea in my head for a long time. Ever since I've been on Putin Bay, I was like, this plot makes perfect sense for a Cedar Point dark ride, and I've been thinking about it for years. So we've got a dueling triotech shooting dark ride. Mm-hmm. So we are actually pirates versus Putin Bayers. I, I like this idea. I like your idea. I like what we ended up coming with. I like this idea. And then the upstairs becomes a new fest house, indoor eatery, drinkery with a show venue mm-hmm. as well. And then we get to 2020, year 150. So this is our mega looper going in. And we, we, we kind of agreed that it's going to go in the shoot position. Shoot mm-hmm. position or possibly back between, as I said earlier, Mean Streak and Gemini. Those are the two biggest land possibilities. Um, either way, I think it's definitely going to have a frontier style theming to it. Of I think some it's, sort. it's it's time for them. I mean, the front of the park's been getting a lot of love with Valraven Gatekeeper. Um, if Mean Streak doesn't get this, you know, RMC. That's going to give some love to the back of the park, but then it'll jump back forward and get the Triotech Coliseum ride and then come back to the Frontier Town, which is going to get a Frontier-themed mega 150th anniversary. Mm -hmm. And then also our nightlife, nighttime boardwalk that's going to run between the two resorts on the beach. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a good idea. I think I think that's it. So um, what we need to tell you now is let us know what you think of our ideas. Um, as I said, we're not professionals by any means of this. We don't have any insider information, so we don't know of anything. We are basically basing everything off of what we've seen um, online, everything like that as well. So, Trends, opinions, um, what needs to get done. I think the one thing that I think is interesting that, that we spared that I sort of just... Uh, I see going at some point. I think we're going to lose one of our arrow coasters at that park. I don't know if it's going to be corkscrew. I don't know if it's going to be iron dragon. I don't know if it's going to be mine ride, but I think at some point one of those rides could end up being removed from the park. To be honest, I could honestly see iron dragon and then utilizing that space over where good time was Uh huh. because the suspended coasters, they don't, the parts have are not cheap anymore. I know Cedar Point does manufacture a lot of their own parts, but it's for a ride that you typically walk on, even with only two train operations, because they don't have the third train anymore. That's yeah, I could see that one going before Mine Ride, because um, Mine Ride you still have you know the back of the park surrounded by mega coasters, and you have that smaller family coaster. Um, you still have a bunch of other rides up front 
that the kids could ride that are not Iron Dragon. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I mean, that's not necessarily something I'm planning on a year to year basis. But I think if if I were to guess something that we didn't name that happens, I would say one of those three arrow coasters gets taken out. I yeah, I, I could definitely I could definitely see that as well. Yeah. Um, and it's funny you said Iron Dragon because to me I think Iron Dragon space is much smaller. Although you did mention you wanted to use the good time on the other side, I think you could also extend um, over top of Paddle Wheels, um, you know, river yes. there onto Millennium Island. There's a lot. There's looking at the map here. There's a lot of room. Now, to me, I think Mine Ride is the one that's more likely to go, as that I think takes up a lot of real estate for a ride that is not very good. Yes, that's maybe 2022. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, just let us know what you think of what we had to say. You can uh, always tweet us at um, Park Blueprints. You can send us an email at uh, themeparkblueprints at gmail.com. Um, as, I said, as we both said, leave feedback. Um, send us your 60-second pitch. You know, if, if it needs to go a little bit over, we can go a little bit over. Uh, but send your quick pitch to what you think the next four years of Cedar Pointer is going to be, and we will read them online. We'll read them on the air. Yeah, and then you could end up picking uh, our next park, too. Maybe. And maybe we'll go with a pick. Maybe we'll do the random. I, we'll, we'll see what goes um, on. We'll probably do a couple more where we pick the parks, um, just so we can get the flow of what we're looking for and everything. Um, once we feel comfortable, then that's when we'll throw the random in, but... Your suggestions wouldn't hurt because that could totally give us the idea of what park we next one we want to do. I completely agree. So I have a couple in mind I want to do for the next one. Um, but what are you thinking? You, you could you could you could swing my mind. I think Holiday World would be a great one. Um, mm-hmm. I also really would like to do a Six Flags park. So I think either Magic Mountain or Great Adventure. The two big parks. Yeah, I can I can definitely uh-huh. see that. Um, and then my my other option on that one is the the Dollywood expansion. Ooh. So those are those are the four that I have in my head that I'm thinking. So let us know what you think of those. If there's one of those that are you know you're thinking of more than the other, let us know. Uh, we will take your um, your counts into consideration when we pick out whatever park we're going to go to next or beyond that. Um. So I think that does it for the inaugural episode. Yeah, no, it was good. Um, Hopefully you guys liked it. Um, If you guys found anything you didn't like, feedback is great. Um, As I said, this is, you know, this is a new new show that we've been talking about for a while. Something we've been doing. As you can see, we jumped from year to year quite often. It's just something we've always done in the years that we've known each other. Um, But, you know, it'll get it'll get better as time goes. We'll get a better flow. We'll get a better feel of what we're doing here. Uh, so, you know, we want that feedback. We want we want to know um, if it's really, you know, good feedback. We'll read that on the air as well. Um, or if you say something funny, we'll make fun of you, but we'll read it on the air. That as well. Um, so. Uh, so if you want to find me on Twitter, uh, I am at Drew the Intern. You can follow us on Twitter at Park Blueprints. I, if you want to follow me, I am at the Park Guides. Um, I don't tweet that often but i do typically tweet i probably wanna, tweet every single day on drew the intern y- you do i don't tweet as much if you want to follow what i i guess i message more my social media of choice untapped 
um, you can follow me on Eisentrout. Just like the president, just like the fish. <laughs> Eisentrout. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, that, that you do use on a regular basis. I am at Drew the Intern on Untapped. All right, cool. Just wait, wait for it to blow up this weekend. Oh, I know, right? Uh, you're going to get... When I went up to Ohio, I had 45 new beers. So I'm hoping you're going to get a good amount as well when you go up there. Yeah, should be fun. Um, well, it's been a pleasure. Uh, I'm never very good at show endings. Nope. Um, we are going to upload this to iTunes for now, and then we're going to move it to other podcast services as soon as possible. But keep the eye out on iTunes. F- keep, you know, follow us on, I guess, I guess you're already listening to it. You've already found it. But um, on our on at, Bar, at Park Blueprints and Twitter, we are going to announce every time an episode is out. Um, so f- keep an eye on that. Follow that. Um, that's where all your Park Blueprints news is going to be. And we will try to answer your questions as soon as possible uh, coming from either Drew or myself. Sounds good. And we will see you guys around. So, yeah, thanks for listening.